Thank you for getting ready to tune into your new episode of Shooting Lights Out, the Playmakers Bar, brings you Shooting Lights Out, hosted by Diana Playmakers, and is sponsored by Fanatics. Official license everything with Fanatics.com. Jerseys, hats, memorabilia, whatever you can think of, sports-wise, to rep your favorite team, get it at Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Shooting Lights Out is also brought to you by Lids. Locking rooms by Lids. Get your favorite hats with your team logo or customized sets, along with T-shirts, and any other sports apparel that you want with Locker Rooms by Leeds. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a brand new episode of Shooting Lights Out. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing today on this first of May? Of May should I say it's the first of May? We are in the fifth month of the year in 2023. It is a Monday. Hope y'all doing well out there. Y'all know who I am, the playmaker down there, something from Jacksonville, Florida, Duval. Shout out there to the Jaguar fans that this witness the NFL draft. <coughs> Nevertheless. Oh, but I got a show for you guys today. I have a fragrant fire. Actually, I have two fragrant fires to give out. One is my personal fragrant fire, and another one is a birthday present to my good Betty, Mr. Cole, who celebrated his birthday on last Friday. And I gave him my, I gave him the opportunity to pick another fragrant fire for me. So I'm doing two fragrant fires today, playoff edition. And we're going to get caught up what's going on in the NBA. So you know what? I was gonna do the I was gonna catch this up on the NBA first, but no, I figured let me get one of these fragrance files out the way now because I am fired up right now. So I need to get one of them out the way. So let's get to my first fragrance file. Yeah, it's been a long time since I did a fragrance file. And yes, that is right. You do see that Los Angeles Clippers as the flagrant file yet again. I think it's the third time I've done this. And it ain't and it ain't nothing different because it is because of these gentlemen here. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and mostly Kawhi Leonard. But Paul George must be included as well as he is part of the duo that is the Los Angeles Clippers, should I say. But yes, I have to do another flagrant foul on these two. Because, you know, when I get you caught up with the playoffs, this this take has already taken place, so we already know what happened with them. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, you know, it, it it is amazing to me that we get to see y'all like this more times than not. Instead of on the freaking basketball court, bowling like we know that y'all can ball. But no, you guys. Always in freaking street clothes. Doesn't make no sense. Really. Doesn't. 
So, we found out a little later on at the game, too, that Kawhi Leonard had a knee sprain that was supposedly what the diagnosis was. So, he missed games three, four, and five as the Clippers was ousted in five games by the Phoenix Suns. He had a loss of, he had the, he had to hear his sister go to jail for life. That's painful. And then after the series is over, we found out Kawhi Leonard was diagnosed with a torn meniscus in his knee. It is very, very, and I do mean very difficult to support the Los Angeles Clippers when you just don't know when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are going to be available. It is very difficult to support this team because injuries continuously happen to the main two guys of the team. Mainly the cornerstone of the team, which is Kawhi Leonard. Very, very difficult. It's been four years now. Four years. Four years. The Clippers have nothing to show for but a conference finals appearance thanks to Paul George, which I will get to that. This is what Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce had to say about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. The most unreliable NBA duo. This is from Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. They're two guys that teamed together down in Boston to bring home a championship. I'm on with Ray Allen. Before Ron John Rondo got there. As Doc Rivers, that's the head coach. Oh, by the way, who coached these two? I think for one season, two seasons before they went to Toronto. I mean, this we you see these two guys in these black jerseys. This is that's, that's a Clippers black uniform here. We don't see that a lot because we too busy seeing this a lot. So within the since now four seasons have ended, these two have played a total of 142 games together. That includes regular season and postseason. Record ride 96 and 46. You but you like, well, damn, well, damn, we'll stay healthy. They can do some damage. Yeah, you're right. That's the damn problem. Because what a so they played 140. So let's say 96. Divided by 142. They have a win percentage of 67.6%. They win 67% of the game. Two-thirds, more than two-thirds of the game they win when they on the freaking court. For every three games these two play together, they win two of them. So if I was to take that map, right? What is 33% of? So you take away 27 games. So you're looking at 55 and 27 each year. You're in the playoffs. You're in, you're a top four seed. At least it was they have to for a full damn season. For a full 
the end of the season. They will win at least 55 games if these two stay healthy because they win two, two-thirds of their games. They literally win two-thirds of their games. So let's go on a memory trip here because right before Kawhi Leonard went to the Clippers and the last time we actually saw Kawhi Leonard smile was this, 2019 NBA Finals when they beat the Warriors in six. Kawhi Leonard became a two-time champion and a two-time Finals MVP. This is the last time we seen Kawhi Leonard smile and be happy. And love life because he got out of San Antonio, went to Toronto, and led them to a title. By the way, he played all 24 playoff games for the Raptors that year. Played all 24 postseason games for the Raptors that year. Just don't add that. Plus, if you ain't seen my article, uh, should the Clippers move on from Kawhi Leonard and call it a failure, go back and read it. It's on the website. Also, you can listen to Stephen A. Smith because I got this fact from Stephen A. Smith. This is the first take that day. Stephen A. Smith said Kawhi Leonard played all 24 games. Since his four seasons with the Clippers, including the two games he played against the Phoenix Suns, that's a total of 26. And one postseason with the Toronto Raptors, he played every single game, which is 24, to capture a NBA championship in Canada. He went back home because he's from L.A. to play with the Clippers. It's been four years, four seasons, and he's playing a grand total of 26 playoff games. This is why we have a problem. This is why I am fed up. This is why I'm acting this way. Because for the fourth time this damn year, I have went with the freaking Clippers to come out of the West and every time I've been bitten by injury to a Paul George and an injury to Kawhi Leonard. Well, except for the first year. The first year was different. Speaking of, let's just go to the first year. The Boba season. 27 and 10, 76 in the playoffs. Not bad, right? Five minutes, and most people know this because people bring this up. This is when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George choked the 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets. And Paul George got the brunt of it because they started calling him Pandemic P. Even though Kawhi Leonard was part of that team that choked to the different Nuggets in the bubble down in Orlando, Florida back in 2019-2020 season. But Paul George got the blunt of the ridicule for being Pandemic P and being not being able to focus the way he should have. Almost, if you think about it, I'm kind of thinking he almost went through a state of depression at this time because... They were stuck in Orlando for months after having months off. But they were stuck in Orlando. They were stuck in Orlando. They couldn't go back to the West Coast until that season was over. That's the last time these two actually actually you know this was the first this was the first time these two played in the postseason together. And they didn't play every game together. So yes, Kawhi was part of that choke job too. That's year one. Year two. 2020, 2011 season, 32 and 11. Six and five in the playoffs. Six and five because Kawhi Leonard got injured in the Utah series. 
Oh, was that was that the conference semifinal series? He got injured there. He never made it back. And Paul George led them to the conference finals when they took the Phoenix Suns six game to get rid of them before they got ultimately got taken out by the Milwaukee buzzing in Giannis under the Cooper in six games for the NBA championship. But Paul George helped lead them to the conference championship round before they getting beat by Phoenix. Kawhi Leonard was done. And he was so done with that injury against the Utah Jets that he missed the following season, which is the 2021-22 season. And a season where Paul just didn't make it that far. He only played about 40%, about 40-something-odd games. And they missed the playoff. They made the play-in. So Paul just didn't make it back for the end of the season. It was in the play-in, and they got pretty much dominated by the Minnesota Timberwolves to get outset, out of the playoffs. So they didn't even make the playoffs. They made the play-in, but they didn't even win the play-in. So that's how that season, which was last season, how they missed the playoffs in Kawhi They tested the floor not one bit that season. Okay. Now that catches up to what happened this season. 24 and 14 with them two on the court together. Because Paul George was so from the injury. Kawhi Leonard was still, there was low manager Kawhi Leonard because he was coming off that knee injury. Paul George ended up getting that knee sprain against the Oklahoma City Thunder, in which he didn't make it back in time, which he didn't make it back at all for the postseason run. Kawhi Leonard plays games one and two. It's the best player on the court in the series, and everybody know it. They win game one, they lose game two. Come to find out, Kawhi Leonard was not making it back, and we know the results of the Clippers season. It was a Russell Westbrook, Norman Powell tried they damnness. They damnness to win one of them three games. They damnness to win one of them three games. They just won one. And this is where we at. Torn meniscus for Kawhi Leonard. Was initially thought it was a knee sprain, but no. Torn meniscus, and we're gonna see how long he's gonna be out. Because matter of fact. We, I need to know what's the curb recovery time for a Tom Meniscus. Because this is going to be really difficult. Full recovery from meniscus surgery can take anywhere from six weeks to three months. You can care. Your care after surgery may involve crushes to take stress off the knee as it heals, knee brace to stabilize the joint as you recover. That's just the basic. Let me see about NBA. Is it the same thing? For the successful surgical repair with torn meniscus, it typically takes four to eight weeks to fully recover. It can take several more months of physical therapy and with and rehabilitation. However, to ensure your knee has the strength and stability it needs to return to sports with minimal risk of re-injury. So the normal recovery time, which is basic recovery time, can be long, can be as long as three months. For a sports person, an athlete, four to eight weeks to recover fully, and then several months of physical therapy so you're looking about three to about six months 
I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there. So it just, but yet again, it's Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi Leonard has always been injured in his week and his return from injury always take longer than usual. Sounds somebody I know down in New Orleans, but I am not gonna mention that guy's name because people, because some, some people down there want to give him a chance. But I'm running out of patience with Kawhi Leonard right about now. Now I know some people are not happy about what Stephen A. said when they were talking about they, the Clippers show forced Kawhi Leonard to retire. And Stephen is not backing up on it because, uh, dude, you're not available. What do what does Kawhi Leonard do for the Clippers at all? Low medicine him. Then he still gets injured. When he's injured, he's out for a very long time. He really doesn't do much TV. Well, he had that one commercial with New Balance. That's about it. Like, Kawhi Leonard is a quiet guy. Okay, we don't hear nothing from Kawhi Leonard. His teammates don't even know when he's going to play on that because they don't care about that type of relationship with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is a quiet guy, so we don't know nothing about Kawhi Leonard, which is freaking ridiculous that we sit here four seasons in and we still dealing with the same thing when it comes to Kawhi Leonard, who is a superstar. You cannot deny that from the man. The man can score at a ridiculous way, and he can defend his ass off. He is very efficient at scoring, which is good. If you can take the injuries away, I think Corral and the probably have about five championships, if you want to be honest. And he probably have five finals MVP. He's that elite. Because he gets it done on both sides of the floor and against the best player on the other team. He is that damn good. But when you're that damn good, you got to be on the court to show it. And you're not on the court to show it, Kawhi. You're just not. That's what's so frustrating. Nevertheless, on the 27th, Clippers president commit commitment to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George remains. So they're going to give it another shot. They're going to give it another shot. I don't know if I can give it another shot next season. I don't know if I can come to the next season and be like, you know what, well, I'm picking the Cubs come out of the West. I don't know if I can do it. I've done it four times, and I got bit four times. I have picked the Clippers all four seasons. Bubble season, the season after. Actually, no, I didn't pick them in 20, 2021, 2022, because I knew Corona was missing the season, so I didn't pick them. I went somewhere else. I think that year, I think I went Golden State that year. But that didn't happen. But three out of the four seasons, I picked the damn Clippers. And I got bit all three times. All three times. And it made me so happy to be picking the Clippers, for those who want to know. Because when LeBron went to L.A., Kawhi said, I want to go back to L.A. and I want to go to the Clippers. I'm like, yes. Get. Not only can LeBron get his ass whooped, but the Lakers can get their ass whooped, too, by a team that is like the little brother in town in, in the Clippers. It'll be so sweet. It is for the regular season because they've been whooping the Lakers ass like 11 straight regular as the regular season games go. They never faced off in the playoffs. And as of right now, the Lakers are in the conference in the conference semifinals, and the Clippers are home because of injuries. Of injuries. It, but 
Steve Ballman and the team they must have talked around. Lou and them told they're going to give it another chance. So we shall see where it goes from here. But, dude, I'm running out of patience, and I don't think I'm the only one running out of patience. So that's my fucking foul on Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and the goddamn Clippers. Welcome to Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. The only professional wrestling podcast in the world where pro wrestling is discussed passionately, with confidence, with great knowledge, and most of all, in the most sophisticated way. So brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, because chaos is about to be unleashed. Thing with Tony Khan now being in talks to WWE, I'm going to be honest with you. I spoke to this with Ricky Litwinkowicz, aka the Master of Mayhem, and he honestly believes that me talking about Tony Khan buying WWE is a basically I'm kind of wasting my time because Ricky believes it's never going to happen. Okay, now I now don't get me wrong, Ricky, I respect his I respect what he says. He's he could very well be correct. But I got to be honest with you, the fact that Khan is interested in supposedly buying WWE, I mean, to me, that's definitely worth talking about. Now, <laughs> now, I should mention this. Shout out to Ricky, by the way. And I got to mention this, that even Jim Cornette already had something to say. And he said, and I quote, ridiculous to think that could happen, unquote. <laughs> the wrestling fan that's been super supportive of Brody Lee as a wrestler and everything that WWE could have done with him, and, you know, everything that he could have shown and, you know, offered for the wrestling business. You know, for me, I, just, I wasn't just a fan of Brody Lee himself, like, in character. I strongly respected him, you know, as a human being. Like, I had a lot of respect for Jonathan Huber. You know, that's Mr. Brody Lee's real name. So, basically, I had a lot of respect for Brody Lee, Luke Harper, and, of course, Mr. Jonathan Huber particular episode was about world-class championship wrestling and the episode title is you know WCCW wrestling's Lone Star legacy and because I am the bear of Texas and I do hail in from the Dallas Fort Worth area of the state of Texas world-class championship wrestling was basically my territory as far as being a wrestling fan goes ladies and gentlemen Ringside Chaos is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. The Playmakers Bar is proudly to announce that it lettered a partnership deal with Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Stream live sports from any device that you have, whether it's your computer, laptop, or even your cellular device. Catch breaking news live when it happens, and enjoy a mountain of entertainment from movies to shows to whatever you love doing. Paramount Plus. Plan starts at $4.99 a month, but right now, you can get a free trial. Just hit that link below with the Playmakers blog and start your free trial right now. Paramount Plus. Mountains of the Entertainment. 
Alright, welcome back to Shooting Life. So, as you can see here, we're trying to get back into our playoff session. Let's talk some playoffs, shall we? And to begin, we're going to start off with this. Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies, 125-85 in Game 6 to win the Series 4-2 to take out the Memphis Grizzlies. Don't worry, I'm going to dive deeper into this one. But you see all the circles dots around. You see none of the Grizzly starters scored more points than Anthony Davis. Desmond Bain, 15 points in 37 minutes played. John Morant, 10 minutes in 34 minutes played. Dylan Brooks, 10 points in 26 minutes played. Uh, Jerry Jackson, too, a defensive player of the year, 14 points, four boards in 32 minutes played. That is abysmal. That is terrible. That is freaking outrageous. But, but, but I will say some of that anger when the flavor power comes for the Memphis Grizzlies. For the Los Angeles Lakers, 16 and 14 from Anthony Davis. He got 30, he got 22 from LeBron James with five and six. 31 from D'Angelo Russell. By the way, Kyrie Irving was in attendance, by the way. Maybe that sparked D'Angelo Russell to do what he did. But 31 points for D'Angelo Russell, five from nine for three-point range. That's a measly 11 points from Austin Reed, but hey, when you beat the team by 40, you can you just do whatever you need to do and just get out the game and go on about your business. <laughs> but yeah, 125 to 85. Yeah, the shooting rules for the Grizzlies 30% to the Lakers 50, about 54%. These dudes block 15 damn shots. The Lakers block 15, 15 blocks by the Lakers. I can't believe I'm speaking like this about the Los Angeles Lakers. Good gracious. This is even more reason why I can't stand with this right now. I can't wait to get that freaking fry because y'all, y'all really pissed me off that I got to talk like this about the goddamn Lakers. 52 to 32 points in the paint. They out, they out physical to them by 20. It was plus 20 Lakers in the paint. This is abysmal. And the Lakers want the number two seed. The Grizzlies want the number two seed. Nonetheless, the Lakers finished them off, and they was waiting for their matchup, whoever they get to face in the semifinals in the West. And that took place in Game 7 in Sacramento between the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. And my God, 120 to 100, the champs, the reigning, defending NBA champions, the Golden State Warriors, Will not be going, well, they will be going home, but they'll be going home to play in the wrestling conference semifinals because Steph Curry with the 50 burger. 50 points. He was not looking. And you look at everybody else. Draymond Green on the eight points, Kevon Lute on the 11, but he did get 21 rebounds, which is amazing. Andrew Wiggins, 17 points. Clay Thompson, 16 points. Jordan Poole had like 10. 50 points from Steph Curry. And on the other side, the Cooks player of the year, De'Aaron Fox can only give you 16 if you're a Sacramento fan. The Marcus Bones finally had a game where he scored 20 points, but he still got beat by 20 because De'Aaron Fox didn't, could do nothing. Keegan Murray only had 10 points. Malik Munch struggled. Harrison Bond struggled. Everybody on Sacramento struggled because it was game. The pressure is different in a game seven win or go home scenario. And the champs showed up, and particularly Steph Curry. 
if you look at 43% from the from the Warriors, 43 out of 100, 37 and a half percent from the Kings who were at home. That's your difference right there. I think it's pretty much nip and tuck. Yeah, that was Chef Curry, and that's my post when I found out what he did. Chef Curry with the 50 piece Sunday dinner in Sacramento. Everybody got something. He had a 50 piece and he gave it to everybody in Sacramento. So everybody was not, nobody had to feel unwanted because everybody got a piece of the 50 points that Curry put in Sacramento. Not only that, look at this. We have the reaction. Trey Young, unreal performance stuff, different. Kevin Durant. Who's playing for the Suns now? Legendary 30. 50 pieces. DeMar DeRozan, Chef Curry, a bad man. People, people took notice and went to Twitter. Because that dude, Stephen Curry, went in on Sacramento. Which now finishes off the first round of the NBA playoffs. And this is where we are at, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks do battle, which I'll get to them because they play their first game of the series. The Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics, they get ready to do battle tonight, and I'll get to that a little later. On the west side, it's the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns as they got started with game one. Game two is tonight. We'll talk about that. And then the Warriors and the Lakers get started on tomorrow for their series, like you see. How each of the first round series went, Nuggets in five, Suns in five, Warriors in three, Lakers in six, Celtics in six, Sixers in the sweep, Knicks, Knicks in five, Heat in five. So that's our, where we are at right now as we go into the semifinals. And game one of this series took place on Saturday. That was the long game played on Saturday between the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets. And not what the Phoenix Suns had in mind to start game one. 125-117. Denver Nuggets take game one. Kevin Durant, 29 points, 14 boards. Devin Booker, 27 points. DeAndre Ayton, 14 points, 7 boards. Why is Kevin Durant doubling your rebounding, DeAndre Ayton? I just want to know that. By the way, speaking of which, um, Nikhil Jokic, the Joker, 24 points, 19 rebounds. Statistically, are you telling me, DeAndre, that the Joker punked you in game one? He made you look like a punk in game one. Is that what I'm is that what I'm looking at? Is that what I'm looking at? 19 rebounds to your seven? And then Kevin Durant at double you in rebounding your own teammate. Is that what I'm looking? Are you being a punk in game one, DeAndre? If this is what you're gonna give the Phoenix Suns, y'all gonna get y'all ass kicked out of here quick, fast, in a hurry. Because if DeAndre ain't gonna help somewhat neutralize the Joker, y'all gonna get y'all ass whooped because he had 24 and 19. Aaron freaking Gordon, 23 points. And oh, and by the way, the man who who just loves playoff basketball is Jamal Murray. No, he just dropped thirty four with nine assists and five points. That's all Jamal Murray did. He just dropped. He just dropped thirty four. Thirty four five and nine. And that's why y'all got your ass whooped by eighteen in game one. Now, 
if it's something similar in game two, y'all ask us damn sure in trouble because we see the same thing in game two. We're gonna be looking at y'all like y'all going to finish, y'all gonna need to do something. Oh, and by the way, Devin Booker played 40 minutes, Kevin Durant played 36 minutes, and hmm, Chris Paul playing 32 minutes. That's going not that's not sustainable if you're finished. Yeah, but Monte Williams gotta find somebody off that bench to help spell these guys. Get him a break. If not, the Nuggets gonna run through him. They're gonna run through him. It's, if I'm Phoenix and I'm Phoenix Suns, I'm from the Suns fans. I'm I'm worried. If I'm Charles Barkley, I'm worried. This ain't good. But it's only game one. We'll see how game two goes. And then once we get a game three, we'll see how game three goes. But I'll have a little concerns if I'm a Suns fan right now. Then we get to what this series that took place yesterday. They tipped off game one down in Madison Square Garden between the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks. MSG was rocking as that old rivalry is renewed. These two franchises are, face, are facing off for the sixth time in the playoffs. The last time they faced off was 2012 when Carmelo Anthony was leading the Knicks against, um, yeah, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Parsa. I guess you can figure out how they went for the Knicks. Yeah. All right. Game one. Miami. 108-101. Still in home court advantage from the New York Knicks out the gates. Jimmy Butler, before he rode his ankle and is empty for game two, as that breaking news came down, he's empty from game two from Coach Spolcher. 25 points, 11 boards, but he got help. Gabe Vincent, 20 points, 5 from 12 from three point range. Kyle Lyre came up the bench, gave him 18 points. Jimmy Butler had help for the Knicks, Jalen Brunson. He had 25 points. Go from seven from three. RJ Bear had 26. One from five from three. Josh Hart of measly 10 points. No Julius Randle. That's why you see Obi Toppin in there. Obi Toppin was so effective. He had 18 points, 12, 11 from three. Eight rebounds. But between Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, and RJ Barrett, as you can see, circle. I'll square it if you, if you want to say. One for 16 from three. <clears throat> One for 16 from three. Gabe Vincent by himself outshot those three. Because Gabe Vincent went five for 12 from three. And to make matters worse, as you can see here, the Knicks were up 11 after the first quarter. From the second quarter on, the Miami Heat outscored the New York Knicks 87 to 69. 87 to 69. That is an 18 point difference. The reason why the Heat ended up winning by seven. After being down 11 after the end of the first quarter. To even highlight more of, the, of that horrific three-point shot from the Knicks. Seven for 34. 
That is 20.6% from three. While the Heat shot 33.3% from three. They was one of three from three in terms of that 13 for 39. The Knicks was terrible at shooting threes. Points of turnovers. Heat had 22 points off turnover to the Knicks eight. And the Heat turned the ball over nine times. How you get nine turnovers from a team, but you can't have more points than the turnover the team committed? That don't make sense to me. That really doesn't. The Heat turned the ball over nine times, and they only surrendered eight points on the nine turnovers. That don't make sense. But the Knicks turned the ball over 13 times, and the Heat scored 22 points off those. Make it make sense, New York. Make it make sense. I mean, you crushed them in the paint, 62 to 38. That's a 14-point difference. That's a 24-point difference right there in the paint. But they kicked your ass in turnovers and, well, they kicked your ass in points off turnovers and then the three-point shooting. That's why you lost. And plus Jimmy Butler being Jimmy Butler, like there's nothing you can do about that. I, Josh Hart's a great defender. He's a good defender. I love it. But he ain't stopping Jimmy Butler. I mean, it's the sixth consecutive game that Jimmy Butler has dropped. 25 points and was at least 50% from the field. He was 8 for 16 from the field in game one by dropping 25 points. I mean, yeah. playoff gym is a real thing. You're not stopping. I'm, I'm sorry. But he, like I said, he does have a uh, road ankle. And Coach Bo said is, is right now iffy that he plays in game two. But uh, it probably, that probably said Jimmy Button knowing that, hey, getting a split, which is most of how most teams think when they're on the road first. Hey, we got the game that we wanted. We got game one. We can lose game two, go back home and get ready to do what he did. Same thing happened between them two. When the Knicks played the Cavaliers and the Miami Heat played the Bucks, they both stole game one. Game two, the home team, they let the home team do what they think. And from that point on, they just both teams put up three straight, ending both their series in five. The same exact way. So we'll see how game two goes, but we'll But there's two series that get ready to tip off later. One tips off tonight, the other one tips off tomorrow night. And as you see here, this Philadelphia is going against the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles they're going against the Golden State Warriors. First up, the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. East semifinals matchup. The reigning defending Eastern Conference chairman, the Boston Celtics, looking to redefend their title and make it back to the NBA championship. While the Philadelphia 76 are trying to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time since 2001, when they went to the NBA Finals by Allen Iverson and crew. But they went to the uh, Los Angeles Lakers led by Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. Unfortunately for the 76ers, Joel B is doubtful for game one. Not a good thing. If you're a 76 fan, going against a Boston team who might be feeling some type of because they know they let Atlanta hang around a little too long because the series should be ended in five, but they had to go back to Atlanta to finish it off in game six. And great shout out to Jason Taylor for apologizing to Janet Jackson because you made her reschedule her concert in Atlanta when it shouldn't have happened. You should have handled business like you're supposed to in game five, but you did it in game six. Without Joel and B, I don't the sister had no chance in hell to beat the Boston Celtics without Joel and B. If you if you can get Joel and B on the court, that is great. That's what you need. 
If not, you're going to get your ass whooped by the Boston Celtics. Now, here's the thing. If you can get Joel and B back on the court and say at least game two, maybe three, you have a chance because one of the things that has suffered from the coaching changes from Ime Udoku to Joe Mazzula is the defense of the Boston Celtics. They're not as potent as they used to be. For whatever reason, that defense has taken a dip. That defense is not as sharp as it needs to be. And that could be a way from James Harden, Joel Embiid, and the 76 to make this a very interesting season or series and make Boston really fight to reclaim, to defend their throne. But we shall see, though. We shall see. As for this one, so the Golden State Warriors go from one California battle to another California battle. They won the Northern California battle between the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. Now Golden State have to win the California battle between them and the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James, AD, leading the Lakers against Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, and the reigning defending NBA champion Golden State Warriors. This is the first time that LeBron James and Steph Curry get to meet each other that is not in the damn finals. All four of the other meetings took place in the four or five. I'm going to say five. Oh, no, four meetings. All four of the meetings met up in the championship game. That's when they had to go four straight against each other. LeBron James took one. Steph Curry took three. 2015, it was the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry. 2016, it was LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. 2017, 2018 was Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and the Golden State Warriors because they was beating the brakes off everybody those two seasons. And 20, in the first year, they beat the Cavs and LeBron in five. Then the following year, they just beat the mid four with no problem whatsoever. There you go. Now, Thoughts on this series here. Can Kevon Looney and Draymond Green make things difficult for Anthony Davis? Because if Anthony Davis has a similar series that he had against the Memphis Grizzlies, go ahead and say he's in trouble because Jaron Jackson won Defensive Player of the Year. But Anthony Davis played like the Defensive Player of the Year. And he plays like that against the Golden State Warriors. I don't like the Warriors' chances. LeBron James is going to do LeBron James things. Steph Curry is going to do Steph Curry things. On the other side, uh, Jordan Poole, where the hell are you going to show up? You got your bag. You got your money. When the hell is your ass going to show up for the goddamn playoffs? That's right. I'm calling your ass out. You're supposed to be the splash cousin, but you ain't splashing. When are you going to start splashing? And by the way, it's no, when Snowman hits, he's going to agree with me. He's definitely going to agree with me because he knows what I'm saying is true. He don't like, he can't stand the Lakers. I don't know who can't stand the Lakers more, me or him. But I think it's me because I, but I can, I can be objective while saying it though. But Jordan Poole, when you going to be the slash cousin that you need to be? Clay Thompson is struggling, but uh, you know we have seen Clay Thompson become become that splash brother when we, when it's time to be that splash brother. So he wasn't needed. On on Saturday, it was step. Now he wasn't needed on Sunday. Like on yesterday, Steph Curry led the way. But Clay Thompson's gonna have him. Gonna have him. He's gonna need at least a game or two when he's 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 rocking with Steph, and they and the Splash Brothers are doing their thing. 
But damn it, Jordan Poole, you better wake the hell up. Because if you come that third scoring option like you're supposed to be, Lakers are in trouble. Because D'Angelo Russell is going to have a hard time with Steph Curry. We're going to see how Austin Reeves do with Klay Thompson. Draymond Green, if he can be the facilitator, playmaker that he's known to be, he can put LeBron James or anybody guarding him or Richie Harmore. He can put them in a bind because of his playmaking and finding the wide open shooters. Kevon Looney, if you can do what you did against the bonus, if you can if you can replicate that against Anthony Davis, the champs will be heading back to the wrestling conference finals. And by the way, Golden State has never lost any wrestling conference. I hope y'all realize that. The only time Golden State lost when it comes to postseason play is in the finals. Before they became a championship, I mean, let me take that back. Before they became a, ever since they became a championship team back in 2015 or 2016, should I say, or 2015, the Warriors have not lost in the Western Conference playoffs. Ever since their first title with Seth Curry and Clay Thompson, them in 2015, they have not lost a Western Conference series since. We are in the year 2023. They missed the playoffs once or twice in, in during this run, during this eight-year run. Outside of that, if they outside of that, they're making it to the finals. They are making it to the finals. So what is gonna happen here between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors? Oh, and by the way, I'm picking Boston. Because I actually have Boston meet with the Milwaukee Buzz in these conferences in my preseason pick. But Milwaukee's gone, so that means I have to work with Boston. So I'm rolling with Boston. I give Boston six. Ah. LeBron James is going to do LeBron James things. Anthony Davis, let's see what he does against Gabon Lunar there and Draymond Green from time to time. Steph Curry going to do Steph Curry things. But can Clay Thompson be the Splash Brothers? Can Jordan Poole show the hell up? Man, I'm calling Jordan Poole out. If anybody I'm calling out, I'm calling out Jordan Poole. Can he be the splash cousin that he need to be? And if all that works out, Warriors in six. I'm taking the Golden State War. I'm taking the reigning defending NBA champions since this game's over the Los Angeles Lakers. That's just me. Okay, I'm picking Boston in six. I'm picking Golden State in six, which means... Golden State will be finishing off the Lakers on the road like they finished off the Golden State. And, you know, Boston, I think this Boston's the better team. I just also believe Boston's the better team front and back, without question. That's just me. So, with that being said, you know, tonight you have the 76ers and Celtics game one, 730 TNT. Follow that game two between the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets as the Nuggets are up 1-0, looking to go up 0-2 before they head down to the desert to take on games 3 and 4 in Phoenix. Tomorrow, game 2 of the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden, 7.30 TNT tip-off time. We'll see what Jimmy Butler plays. We'll see if Jones Renner plays in, the, in those games. And then game 1 of the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors following Heat and Knicks to get started. Late game 1 up in San Francisco at Chase Center, all right? Well, another break, and we come back. Uh, One more fucking fight to give up before we head out.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC. Kylian Mbappe just all of a sudden finally understood his role, and I think he finally understood that everything Kylian Mbappe has accomplished already, you know, there is still a hell of a lot waiting for him in the future. Kylian Mbappe is only 24 years old. He has accomplished so much, and you know what? Kylian Mbappe has not even reached his prime. Finally seeing, you know, the Marcus Rashford we have been hoping for for such a long time, you know. But, you know, this game, you know, after after everything Manchester United has been, you know, doing lately, you know, th this was actually the ultimate test, you know, to see if Manchester United, you know, all, honestly was all of a sudden for real. I, I explained this. The United States, maybe they have to suffer this loss as a lesson to learn to prepare for the future. Because four years from now, the World Cup is in not one, not two, but three countries. The United States of America, Canada, and Mexico. Into the NetFC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. The Playmakers blog is proudly to announce that it is sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, where you can get all your official license, sports gear, memorabilia, whether it's for the National Football League, the National Basketball Association, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, or even International Soccer League, or even college sports. So whip your team, whip the hardware, get comfortable, because Fanatics is the way to go. Where sports fans shop and official license everything. All right, here we go. Fragrant foul on who else? Nothing but the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, before I get started, shout out to Cole Johnson. Happy 50th birthday, even though your birthday was on this past Friday. Happy 50th birthday. This is your birthday gift from me to you, and I'm going to roast the Memphis Grizzlies, ladies and gentlemen. To start off this session here, as you see, I'm not on the screen here. Don't need to be. I will be eventually. The Memphis Grizzlies won 51 games. They lost 31, and they're second in the West. Second in the West, and this is how they season ended. 125 to 85, like I mentioned earlier. I told you I was going to dive deep into this later on when that time has come. You got your ass whooped by 40 in a closeout game by a seventh seed. I said it earlier, I'm going to say it again. No starter for the Memphis Grizzlies scored more points than Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis had 16 points. Dean, Desmond Bain, 15. John Morant, 10. Dylan Brooks, 10. Xavier Tillman, 2. Jerry Jackson, 14. Oh, and by the way, none of them had more rebounds than Austin Reeves. Xavier Tillman had 6. Austin Reeves had 6. From there, Jerry Johnson saw you four rebounds. Dylan Brooks, four rebounds. John Moran, five rebounds. Desmond Brain, five rebounds. The goddamn Mr. Grizzlies, man. The, 
the immature, that is the Memphis Grizzlies, is the reason why they are ousted up the playoffs right now. And why I'm angry as hell. Thirty percent from the field shooting to the Lakers fifty-four percent shooting. The Lakers had thirty-three steals. The Grizzlies had nineteen. The Lakers bought fifteen shots. There was a plus twenty in the paint. Fifty-two to thirty-two. And honestly, you see his last part, largest lead. Memphis had a four-point lead, and the Lakers had a – and they ended the game with a 40-point game. I mean, you know what I blame for this? This guy. Mr. Dylan Brooks. Yes, Mr. Brooks. I ain't me my fire at you. It would be John Morant. But John Morant wasn't the one chirping. Now, now get me okay. John Morant wasn't the one talking, running his freaking mouth all the goddamn time. That will be you, Dylan Brooks. Game one, Austin Reeves gave it to you. Austin Reeves gave it to you. Especially in the fourth damn quarter when he dropped 14 points. In the fourth quarter, as the Lakers stole home court advantage from you. Out the gates, Austin Reeves. I'm him. I'm him, Austin Reeves. That's how the season starts. You bounce back, you win game two. When you win game two, you did this to LeBron James. And when you did that to LeBron James, you say you poke bears. You don't spread nobody unless they give me 40. Okay, remember that. Game three happens, this happens. Now, this one, I'm on your side, okay? I'm on your side. You didn't try to hit the man in the groin, but you did anyway, and you got a fragment two call. But the NBA realized you didn't try to do that. It was an accident. It happened. You don't get suspended for game four. But, hey, I said I'm with you on that. Frustration happened. You ain't talked to the media. This is what Dylan Bush declined. Interview, an interview request. I ain't talking. He told me. That's timid, man. I don't blame you on that one, okay? Because, you know, dude, that was some bull. That was some BS right there. I didn't even try to do it. I got ejected. Thank you for the leave for not suspending. Then, after the day after you come out, you told me and you said this to me. Quote, the media making me a villain, the fans making me a villain, that creates another persona on me. You're the one talking, though. What you said has a reflection on how people respond to you, okay? Just letting you know that. And then game four happened. And what LeBron James did to you, 22 and 20. Remember what you said. I poke bears. I don't respect somebody unless they give me 40. Well, LeBron James came in game four and said, I'm going to drop 22 points and I'm going to get 20 boards. And this LeBron James first ever 2020 game in his career. And be talking 20 years worth. His first ever 2020 game. And by this time, I think Snowman probably turned off the recording because he know that I'm about to go in. And every time I go in, it's going to be good for the Lakers and bad for the team that I'm talking about because 
like I said, I can't stand Lakers. He can't stand Lakers. Like poison in my mouth right now that I'm doing this because it's at the expense of the goddamn Lakers. Also, I say pleasure of the damn Laker nation and Brian Sessions. Nevertheless, this was happening in game four, Dylan Brooks. After game four, where were you? Uh, nowhere to be found. You dipped out. You left out. We couldn't find you. Game five, you bounce back and you win, and then we get back to game six. You see this? This is a 40-point victory for the Lakers. And then that LeBron James are like this, and your dumbass along with the rest of your goddamn team looking like this. You see this, Dylan Brooks? You are at the epicenter of this right here. It should be John Moran because he's the superstar of the team, but he wasn't the one running his mouth. That would be you, Mr. 24. Mr. Dylan Brooks, you're the one opening your goddamn mouth, so you got to sit here and do this. And why the Lakers after the day of the Bronx, you got to do that? Look at this. This is the Lakers in game six. Passion. Fire. And this is the Memphis Grizzlies. Los Angeles Lakers, Memphis Grizzlies. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, John Moran, and Dylan Brooks. What a shame. What a shame. And then this is what happened after you got your ass whooped by 40. I'm out. Dylan Brooks as he declined media availability via Tinder Man. This is where me and Mr. Brooks have a very big problem. And I'm going to say it again because I don't think you heard me. This is where me and Mr. Brooks have a real like a real problem here. You start off the season by saying, yeah, it's nice that we get to play the Lakers. I like, I want to face the Lakers, LeBron James, the history of the Lakers, history of LeBron James. Uh, they finally back in the playoffs after some time. Be nice to get rid of them, be the first one to get rid of them. I respect it. I love it. Like, okay. Bring, yeah, bring, bring that smoke. Yeah, bring smoke. We want smoke. Game one took place. You got your ass whooped. Bounce back game one without John Moran. You whooped the Lakers' ass. You split one one. You head down. You head down for game three. Then you said the damn poke bears. And I don't expect people unless they drop 40 on you. Then you get the fucking two call in game three. You get ejected and whatnot. And then game four happens, remember? 22 points, 20 rebounds on LeBron James. And your ass is nowhere to be found. Your ass is nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found all of a sudden. You want to be able to find a game three. And I, I, I ain't was too much off of that because there's a lot of emotions in that one. You got ejected for no reason. But by the way of the law, you did get ejected. And you like, maybe this ain't the time to talk to the media. So I let game three not, not showing up past. The game four, yo, I should have took that one on the chin and been a man. Game five takes place. You win the game, you do your job. But game six, you got your ass whooped by 40, and then this is what you do? Oh, no, you gonna, you you should have took this ass whooping that LeBron James and Lakers gave your ass and take it on the chin. You look at the media and say, look, this series ain't go the way I thought. I did a lot of talking, and I, I didn't back it up for my team. 
Uh, I know y'all will look at John Morant. Some of y'all will look at John Morant because he's the first of the franchise, but no, nah, this one, this one's on me. I was the one doing the talking. I was the one, the one that, that had all the clip base and all that. It's on me. I, I didn't, I didn't back up my talk. When you do that, people respect you, but your ass left. So nobody respects you now. You're the, you're about to be the clown of the year because you did all the damn talking and you couldn't back it up. Not only you didn't back it up, you didn't want to face the media afterwards. It's stupid stuff like this that pisses me off. You don't want to do all the damn talking. But when you got your ass, well, you was nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Yet again, you don't respect somebody until they give you 40. LeBron James gave you 22 points and 20 rebounds in game four. Then you got your ass whooped by 40 in the closeout game. You, you respect them now, and then the NBA. Dylan Bruce fine, $25,000 for missing media availability. Chairman more than you should have found his other $100,000. I bet his ass won't never do it again. Twenty-five, he might say, "All right, yeah, y'all can have it." Should have found his ass. You should have, you should have made, you put a dent in his damn pocket, so he won't do that again. And then um, your exit interview that you showed up for, I don't regret it. I am a competitor. I compete. Oh, so you you you're a competitor, right? You compete, right? That's what you said. I don't regret it. I'm a I'm a competitor. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be me. So you're gonna be you. So if you're gonna be you, then this is you then because this is what you did against the Lakers. Ten and a half points per game, shooting 30, 31% from the field, 24% from three, three rebounds a game, and 1.8 assists a game. So this must be you. That's not gonna help Memphis go any damn word with you talking all this time, and this is what you're doing on the court. Yo, I doing a lot of that this. But these numbers tell a whole different story about you, buddy. You do a lot of this, but this is what is on the court. This should not be outshining this. That's what it's doing. Your mouth is outshining what you do on the court. Ten and a half points a game in six damn games. Your ass couldn't even shoot 40% from the damn field. You couldn't even reach 30% from three-point range. Your ass couldn't even grab five rebounds a game, and you couldn't even give me four assists a game. Y'all ass better take this offseason. You better work on your game like never before, and y'all ass better come back ready to cash in what you talk, okay? Like they say, don't talk. Don't don't talk a check with that your ass can't cash in. And Dylan Bruce, you are the epicenter of that saying right there. Because you did a lot of talking, but your ass ain't cashing that goddamn thing. So next time, do me a favor. Do your job, talk to the media, and shut the hell up after that. And prove it on the court. And for as Memphis go as a whole damn team this offseason, go the freak up. Be some goddamn men and play the goddamn game and be the team that we expect y'all to be instead of this immature team that went through all this stupid stuff in the goddamn season.
Because the stupid stuff you did in the season, it came back at you in the post against the goddamn Lakers. Go to hell up. And that's all I got for y'all on Shooting Last Out today. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. You can catch this episode on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Amazon Music, Pandora, any platform that you listen to podcasts on, you can catch it all there. Also, check out our website. You can catch all our sports articles, my NBA articles for the playoffs, Bearman's articles on the Dallas Cowboys and their uh, NFL draft. I'll be, I'll try to do something for the Rams. On that end, I don't know yet which one I'm going to do. I might do a podcast. I might do an article. I don't know yet. But nevertheless, y'all keep up with the Playmakers blog. We are doing good things. We continue to build on. I appreciate all the support from everybody out there. So from right here in Jacksonville, Florida, I ain't the Playmaker signing off. I'll catch y'all later. Good. You've done great. But you can't stop here. You can't stop now. You gotta keep going through all your trials and your tribulations. You gotta keep pushing. Now, finish your campaign. Yeah, gotta get it out the mud. That's the only way to win. Who am I to point the finger like I never ever seen? Been through the ups and downs like the letter in. They don't let you through the dope. Better kick that again. Cause that's the only way to win. That's the only way to go. Gotta get it out the mud. Gotta get it out the flow. Cause that's the only way to go. Let's go. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow it on all streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and a whole lot more. This has been Shooting Lights Out. Masterpiece.